Hello, it's been quite a few weeks since I recorded, but I've kind of like reached this place in my process where if I'm not motivated to fix something, I'm not showing up here. <laughs> so I'm here today with Brayton and I know most of my audience already knows you because you're radical and I'm radical. <laughs> And, and we will speak more to that and you know I have lots of questions to ask you but first of all welcome I'm so happy to have you yeah I'm glad to be here I'm really glad to be here yeah and you know usually the way that I kind of start is like by asking like your human design journey but with you I just kind of know and I'm really curious a little bit about your childhood really because you're a pure individual quad right provocative creative role model channel of awakening fixed heretical behavior like that's quite that's quite a design right so I want to know a little bit about your childhood and how was it for you yeah that's a, that's a good question my childhood was it was, it was, it was peculiar. It was different. You know, I didn't have a, I didn't have a, the, the same experience as a, as a lot of African-Americans. I, my, my dad is from Uganda. He's from East Africa. My mom is from here from the States and she's a, a British descent, British American essentially. And so I, I had a, you know, I, I was between, you know, two worlds growing up. Uh, I didn't, and, and I, in very many ways, I was, you know, it was, of course, very accepted by, by my family, by my mom's family. I mean, immensely accepted by my mom's family. Uh, was, my grandpa actually told my mom to marry my dad when he was here playing, playing football um, because his visa was about to expire. <laughs> So my grandpa, and this is back in the 80s, right? This is like, uh, this is when things are a little bit shaky in, in the U.S., um, you know, when it comes to uh, different ethnicities and being with each other. My, so my mom's family is fantastic. My dad's family, pretty much everybody is in uh, England or, or Uganda. So I, I was pretty much around my mom's family uh, growing up. And, you know, I didn't, because I'm African-American, I don't have, uh, you know, I don't have like foundational black ancestry. So I never fit in um, with, you know, with that group of people, you know, so to speak. Um, not until I, I got older, I was kind of, you know, it was a little bit of a, an outlier, right? A little bit of an outlier. Uh, and so I, a lot of what I grew up around was my mom's side of the family, um, and you know, they are mom's side of the family is very religious, but um, also you know not not religious in the sense that everybody's going to like jump to the conclusion. I mean, my mom's family is immensely accepting and uh, non-judgmental and very loving. Um, so I grew up in, in that type of environment around those type of people. Um, and I didn't really experience any sort of 
um, pushback or, you know, any resistance until kindergarten, until, you know, I was old enough to go to school. And when I was old enough to go to school, it was, you know, right off the bat, um, you know, I was experiencing resistance and, you know, some of it was, you know, some of it I'm sure was, you know, or, you know my work, um, provocation and because i can't why i go anywhere and my aura is is broken people i mean projector aura as a whole is penetrative it's going to go into people and then when that aura has the channel of emoting in it now that provokes the spirit yeah people feel it you know whether no matter what you know shade of, of emotion i'm in um so i think that some of the resistance that i encountered was due to that uh, but yeah, I mean, I grew up, uh, you know, physical violence was a part of my life from kindergarten, um, growing up, uh, you know, just going to school, just to, just, uh, existing. And it's not to say that that's immensely pre prevalent where I live and where I grew up, I, you know, I, I grew up in Utah and experienced less, uh, rest, less prejudice in Utah than anywhere else that I've, that I've been in the world. Um, that's in the west at least that's in the west um but that was very much you know part of, of of life growing up when i got a little bit older um i was around when you know when i was a teen uh i really started to feel you know, my my emotional system and it became very apparent to me that my emotional system was affecting people i didn't know have words for it or know what it was, but I knew that when I wasn't feeling good, people around me didn't feel good. I knew that when I was around people and I felt good, everybody felt great, right? And so I grew up uh, aware of that. And because I was aware of that, I would hide myself away when I wasn't feeling good, when I was melancholic um, or when I was in a low. Um, now it's just when I'm in a low because I'm, good, I'm melancholic anyways, most of the time. Uh, but I would definitely you know, hide myself away, especially as a second line, um, you know, for better or for worse, but that's always been taking responsibility for my emotional system, how powerful it is, is something that started before human design, definitely. Um, I, I uh, all throughout school, I always, you know, ran into provocations, resistance, um, you know, there was always a you know, at, a, at any time, there could always be, you know, I could always get attacked by somebody or something, you know, the, something could happen, um, which was never, never an issue, <laughs> never an issue. If there's a problem, I solve the problem. Um, but it was, you know, it was still very much, uh, it's, it was still very much a reality. You know, there's not a, you know, growing up, uh, any, you know, until this day, there's no such thing as, uh, as being African-American and being safe in America. There's no such thing. It doesn't exist. Um, and having a very, you know, provocative design, being a pure individual, um, that is, that is something that can really shake, really shake things up, uh, anywhere that I go. Very rarely does that happen. You know, that would happen in school. Um, you know, now that I'm older, there's not really any very very few opportunities uh, you know, or probabilities for that to happen. Um, so 
uh, since I've you know gotten out of school, uh, hasn't been haven't ran into much. You know, haven't ran into much. But growing up, it was definitely there. Growing up was it was not it was not easy. There was you know I could get into altercation at any time. You know, just minding my business, being myself. Um, and then I had to, you know, kind of put myself away from my family. And I have very large, you know, I've got like over 30 cousins. I have seven aunts and uncles. I mean, my family is magnificent. They're just, they're beautiful people. And even with them, I still had to, to hide myself away, you know, depending on where my emotional system was at. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, my, my childhood. It, it came with. You know, having my my configuration um it came with its challenges you know even with the, having the family that i have um knowing you know, as a pure individual you, you you know that you don't fit in like you it doesn't matter how much people love you it doesn't matter how close you are if you can be in a group of any ever of people and you're still alone that's just the nature of it because if that's not the nature of it then you're going to get knocked off your feet when you need to stand in, on your own two feet in your truth alone and so that was always something that uh, I didn't necessarily understand, but I knew existed that no matter how much people love me uh, or how close they are to me, I'm still alone, even if I'm with them. Uh, so it, there was definitely a lot that, that I did know about myself uh, before design, but that was very much my experience growing up. Yeah. And did you at any point think like, this is just me and there's something wrong with me? Or did you think that this is oh. normalized? I thought there was something wrong with me for a long time. For a long, I mean, even, <laughs> you know, I'm all right. And at one point, you know, in school, they, they thought that I had a reading comprehension problem. And then they found out, and so they put me in like a special program, right? Like I wasn't smart or something like that, right? And, uh, they found out in that program that I was in second grade reading at a seventh grade level. I was just reading so fast, you know, through intervision that I couldn't speak it out uh, at all. So pretty, yeah, it's, it's, it was, it was different. It was, it was definitely different. Um, you know, having, being looked at a certain way, um, but not being, the, you know, whatever the projection is. Uh, yeah, growing up was, uh, looking back, and I don't look back very often, um, you know, my, my, you know, you know, my, my outer authority on that, uh, I don't look back very often, but looking back now, it was definitely not, not easy. And I didn't think that I was, I always knew that I was different. I always knew that I was different. I always knew that I wasn't like other people. Even at a young age, I knew not to initiate. I knew not to approach other people. Even at a young age. I mean, ever since I can remember. I remember even, you know, my mom's a 4'6", with the channel of initiation, pure generator, and she's fantastic. But, I, you know, with her, you know, I remember, you know, go, 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 you know, go play with your friends, go across. And I remember like going over, you know, knocking on the door with my friends and it was like abrasive. It was like abrasive to their parents, you know? And so I, I learned at a young age that, yeah, yeah I don't, I don't want to do that. I want to wait for, for everything to come to me. So there's, 
there there was definitely pieces where I was like, yeah, there's something wrong with me. But then I got a little bit older. And I think when I was around probably like 16, yeah, probably around 16, I still thought that there might be something wrong with me. But by that time, I had been in enough situations that I had a, at least an idea of how powerful I actually am. And I won't be humble about it. I, I I have a very powerful emotional system. I can change an entire environment. Uh, and it's it's not, you know, people can, it, it can be very enjoyable or it can be very, very unpleasant. And I, I understood that at, yeah, probably around 16. And then from there, from there on, it was just, I just saw it as power. It was just my power, my, you know, my, my strength that, that was inherent in me, regardless of if there was something wrong with me. Um, so there was a duality to it. Yeah. So. And I don't know if it's like being receptive or like the combination of being receptive and a two, four, it, because for me, even uh, same, like I'm three past right projector, meant projector. So growing up, like I was not initiating a lot anyway, either. Like it didn't feel right. There was something in me that was very receptive to how it was received when I initiated or when I tried to make move things. And it was like, I, I was like quickly like, no, this actually doesn't work for me. And, you know, I think it's actually really something that needs to be talked about more like just receptivity in general because I don't think people understand just how much we pick up and just how much we absorb and just how much we read in between the lines because it's like I don't need someone to really give me words for me to understand what's happening here in fact even when someone is talking it's not really the words that I'm listening to it's something way beyond that and you know um, someone who's receptive and someone who's like a two four on top of that so like you know there's like there's just this naturalness and you know you understand very early on that like oh this is very natural and so I'm going to keep doing this and this isn't so I'm not going to do this and so I felt like growing up like yeah there was definitely something wrong with me in the sense that I thought I was not as smart you know that was the thing like where I whereas sometimes I was super smart but sometimes I was just like yeah there's something wrong with me I can't remember shit I can't recall shit like there's you know like somebody asked me about like a song lyric or something and I'm like completely blanking out or like I'm in an exam and I'm looking at the question paper and it's like yeah I, I don't know what to say to this but if you were to ask me in a conversation I can talk about it for a really really long time and so there was this duality to, to me too, where I was like such a natural, like I am so good at understanding people and reading the situation, but I don't quite fit in. And it doesn't quite make sense the way that my system work, works. So I'm wondering like, what do you see with your probability view in terms of development of receptivity within us homo sapiens and transitors um specifically and then i know that raves are a completely different species and that works completely differently but i want i want to know like what do you see in terms of because you also need motivation and you're very actively like educating yeah. people on receptivity so what uh, do you yeah. i uh 
I mean, I, I pioneered rightness until I started my career. There was no talk about rightness really anywhere that I saw on any platform uh, or uh, even even uh, in professional school. There was no actual um, you know, there was no actual awareness that was brought up of it. And, and I, I know that I pioneered rightness and I've said that. And I've said that around direct students of raw and they know that. And, you know, that was really where I received my call. So that's going to, you know, that work is going to continue. And really the, the, the fact of the matter is that the, even the first generation students that were right, it would it, it was not probable for them to ever reach a place of rightness that I am at or that you are at or that you know you know our generation of, of of right beings are at because they were they were older when they came into design and condition and for me I was out of institutional school at 16 so I've had maybe 11 years of strategic conditioning Right, maybe eleven years of of actual, you know, institutional strategic conditioning, and so where where I'm at is 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 very deep in in my rightness, and I'm I'm so deep in my rightness that it just continues to become more and more clear to me what's going to be necessary in the future. You know, raw raw's intention was to split education so that there's right education and left education that that, that was his intention um when in, when it came to just design education as well um i think that that's very much something that needs to happen and you know you've you you've learned from me you know that i do a fully receptive delivery um and I think that that's something that that needs to carry on, and that those that have configurations for education need to need to carry out. Uh, that's something that you know people that are fifth, fourth color, um, third color uh, that have configurations for either fixing you know fixing the education or or the developmental motivations or or views. I think that's very important, and I think that there's a lot of work that needs to be done. In spreading awareness, even though I've done a lot, I've done a lot to spread awareness. I've given lectures on it. Um, you know, there's there's content out there that's public. Uh, lectures that I've given on rightness. Uh, of course, I teach. Uh, you know, I have a, a receptive immersion, but the and, and receptivity is definitely something that needs to be addressed. But it's not as extreme as rightness. And you know, receptivity. Half the population has a receptive mind. But rightness, 25% of, of the population has, you know, is, is rightness, so you know, passive brain, receptive mind, and that's really where we're going into architecture that is not, that's not, it's not human. And, you know, me, I'm not a rave, but I have the same architecture as a rave. I'm just in a different vehicle. Um, and, you know, I don't have any way of aligning with the strategic world, with the world, uh, other than, you know, strategy and authority. But it's, you know, when when it comes to the right being, the right being has to enter into this process so much more radically than anybody else. You know, 
Raw would tell you know, strategic, you know, strategic students, he'd say, oh yeah, start your PHS, you know, after your first seven year cycle. So I mean, I've, I have clients that are, that are left and they start theirs like a year to yet two in and it messes up their bodies. But if you're, you know, if you're right, for the most part, you can hop right into it and you need to hop right into it because your body needs to decondition from uh, the strategic world and everything that's, you know, homogenized us. And so it's a, it's a very different process. And there are a lot of, there are, you know, people out there um, and people in the professional community, and not a lot, but there are those out there that, you know, are doing things wrong, period. I mean, if you're working with somebody that is, that's right, you have to work with them in a way that is right. And if you don't know how to work with them in a way that is right, then you shouldn't be working with them. And you need to go back to school again. You know, and that's that's something that needs to stop because that is something that I'm running into that I'm seeing where I'm having to, you know, somebody works with uh, somebody that's a professional that has been in design for quite a while, you know, over seven years. And I have to go back and, and, and correct, right? I see through probability what needs to be fixed and I know what's necessary. I have to go back and, and, and correct that, go back and, and give them the, the conditioning that's necessary in order for them to actually live out what they're here to live out. So there's, there's definitely a large piece of awareness that needs to continue to, to spread. Um, you know, it, it, it has been spreading and it is, uh, but it is definitely going to take more than, more than just me in order for, for that to happen. You know, I can, as a pure individual, you, you can bring the mutation. I can bring the mutation. I can infect everybody. I can, I can do that. But to do everything alone, it just won't work. I mean, look at Raw. Yes, he brought mutation. You know, he brought shock. But he needed people you still need. And in this process, you can't do anything alone as a pure individual. You know, the most that you can do as a pure individual you know, on your own is stand on your own two feet and resist anything that comes at you. But um, to actually bring the mutation and change, you need, you need, you need, you need forces to help you. Um, and so... I'm going to continue to answer my call because that is where I, where I received my call was in rightness um, in the need to protect rightness and the need to, to develop it. And that was where I, where I received my call. I'm, I'm going to continue that, but I, I definitely, I'm going to need more, um, you know, more others, uh, specifically projectors because it's going to be up to projectors in the next cycle even to learn human design in the next cycle you're going to have to learn it from a receptive projector more specifically probably a right projector because in round 50 you know 50 to 60 years there's not going to be a way that for you to pull up a book there's not going to be a way for you to pull up the internet you know and so very much we need projectors that carry rightness to be uh, to feel accepted, you know, in what they are, and to trust in what they are, so that they can carry out what they're what they're here to do, and they they are here to carry the knowledge. Now, everything else, of course, they've got their own purpose and they've got their own authority. But a projector that's in design that carries rightness is here to carry the knowledge, you know. Doesn't mean that they're here to, to necessarily work in design, but they're here to carry the knowledge for the species. Yeah. And I, uh, 
have noticed from my own process and just by the projectors, the right projectors and uh, that I'm surrounded by, like stuff moves fast. Like the process moves really, really fast. And tell me if you've seen this too. I've seen it in myself. Like, and I was, I'm indirect. I was living nocturnally for since a very, very long time, way before design, I wasn't eating breakfast since, I don't know, since I was really young. And so I was naturally doing this, but once I came into design and I was, I started following my strategy and authority and it happened like that it was very, like the only way for me to do it was to be radical about it because I don't, I don't really, like maybe it's just a me thing, but like, I don't really do things half-assed, like anything, like either I'm in it or I'm not, you know, like if I'm saying- yeah, I'm, if I'm in the experiment, I'm in the experiment. And, you know, like the experiment has certain things. Like you got to be in your strategy and authority. You've got to sleep alone. Your condition. Like I really just don't even understand why people make a big deal about these things. Because like if you're wanting to be in the experiment, like this is what the experiment is about. Like once you get into it and you actually start applying it, then see for yourself. But apply first. Like give yourself that time do sleep alone like that's important like people don't even realize just how not self we are right like just how deep it goes and I didn't realize it till I started studying race psychology and then I was like wait a minute like we are conditioned as fuck and if you think that if you're just going to just do a little bit here and a little bit there and learn a little bit and just you know, like follow your strategy every now and then and maybe have a relationship with your authority. Come on, you're not going to decondition. You're just not going to. And so if I come on and I say these things and then people like, whoa, like that's so limiting and like that's so, that that takes away from the, the experiment itself. No, it doesn't. The whole point of being in the experiment is to be in your strategy and authority and to to do everything that you can to decondition so that you can see if this is real. So you can see, you know, better. Just mm-hmm. And to me, this is just basic stuff. Like, you know. It is. It is basic. I mean, it's it's source material. That's the thing is like, you know, I, you know, I say a lot of things that are provocative and they are provocative because I am provocative, but also they're source material. It's also source material. I, uh, you know, on the topic of moving fast, uh, quite recently, um, there was, you know, a disagreement among me and some other people in the professional community that people who are right, uh, you know, we we decondition faster. Um, Now, what was funny about the disagreement is that it's actually source material. It's in PHS that the right being is has a predisposition to surrender, which means the vehicle has a predisposition to surrender. And the vehicle has a predisposition to surrender. The deconditioning process happens faster. This doesn't mean that the biological process of deconditioning happens faster, but overall operating correctly, operating in your authority, seeing things correctly, all of that, that does happen faster. It happens much faster. Um, and then of course, you know, as much as, I love the strategic people in my life. Uh, just the way that they're that they're oriented is to see that as a threat, right? That it's something that that is, you know that, that that could overcome, and that's just the natural reaction, that, and that is totally okay. There's nothing wrong with that. 
but you know it's interesting that you know even things that are source material even people that are that are educated that are knowledgeable in design if there's there if there's something that uh, you know, contradicts the way that they see the world um, even if it is source material there can be some resistance to it uh, which I mean you don't get that very much with people that carry a lot of brightness because we absorb a lot I'm quad right. I absorb source frequency whole, the exact frequency. That's that's what I do. That's my purpose. Um, so you know, it's very clear to me that that, that is a that's a reality. That that is a reality. That we do people that, that carry brightness do go faster. Even people that are receptive do go faster, um, just because of that that capacity to receive. Um, you know, they go faster as far as uh, integrating the knowledge. But if you're right, the vehicle is predisposed it's predisposed you know because as soon as you get into the quadrant where it's a, a passive brain and a, and a receptive mind you're in the quadrant that is right before the next mutation that's right before the rave and so you know being in that quadrant you know what does the rave do the rave surrenders to something greater surrenders to greater consciousness and so the evolutionary movement is for our bodies to do that in fact Ra said that we were just pretending to be human we're not even really human that we're pretending to be human you know it's like and you know you could hear that and get quite offended if you're right but that's the reality of it once you're that once you're that deep into the knowledge of design you read that and you're like yeah no that's yeah <laughs> that's true and a lot of us never really felt like we were uh you know anything but very alien anyways and there is not a way especially i mean i think if you're right, you, you have to surrender, you know, and, and I think that it's, it is from, from what I've seen, the clients that I work with, the, the carry rightness, which is a lot, hundreds, um, they lot, were a lot less resistant to, to entering into um, being radical. Um, and I think it's just a predisposition, you know, it's not, it's not better or worse or you know anything like that it's just the predisposition that the vehicle has uh, and you know, there's 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 no way there's there's no cheat codes there's no codes in human design there's no cheese there's no cheat codes in human design uh you know we have to we have to go along a process you know and it's it, the process is definitely it's unique to everybody but there are parts of human design human design is a you know it, the, the knowledge is binary the knowledge is an absolute and if people kind of accept that they can't accept that but human design is an absolute doesn't mean that it's an absolute in the sense that uh, it means more than everything to you in your life no 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 it doesn't doesn't mean that but it means that there's no change in it. There's no modifying it. There's no, no, it is what it is. And it also means that it is binary. So any idea of being in the middle or neutral on anything in life is a lie. It doesn't exist. There's not a way to be, we are binary. You know, that's like saying I was somewhere in between my transference and, and my motivation. No, there's no way to be neutral on any topic or any, or anything in life. You know, there's no way to, to stay out of anything aside from being the not self. You're either one thing or you're not, um, you know, and, and as a projector, you know, 
that you're either a projector or you're not. There's no way to, to be a projector and dabble. If you dabble, you're still a generator. We're still trying to be a manifester, not a projector. Uh, and that's just, and that's source material. That's not even, you know, yeah, I'm provoking. It's, but uh, I heard that through raw shock, you know, <laughs> and that frequency is in me. And that's just the fact of the matter. And, you know, we can, we, we, we can't, you know, we all have our not self. I have my not self that I deal with all the time. Um, I've had a fourth color motivation. Nothing transfers more than fourth color motivation, but I can also get out of it really quick. I've got my not self that I that I have to deal with. I got the not self hooks that I deal with. Uh, but regardless of, of dealing with those not self hooks, I know there's no dabbling. You either are or you aren't. You're always gonna, we're always gonna deal with the not self hooks. We weren't born and raised to be projectors from the time that we were little. You know, those children would be a different story um, when, when we see that start to happen quite a bit. But for us, you know, that those hooks are always going to be there to some extent. You know, the, the mind loses power over our decision-making process. I mean, mind doesn't not my mind does not make decisions anymore. I mean, it just doesn't. It doesn't make any decisions anymore. Like, I, I could say that it doesn't. My authority makes all my actual decisions. Uh, I mean other than going to the gas station and buying a fucking candy bar or something, you know, but <laughs> you know, it, uh, it makes my decisions. And it's, it's very apparent to me that there is not a way for anybody, you know, and the strategic being, the strategic being, the amount of discipline the strategic being needs because they are not predisposed to surrender is immensely intense. I mean, I watch it every, I watch it, I see it every day, you know, on a, on a very close level. Um, with, with with Sam, who is you know completely you know she's strategic. As a, you know, people that are quad left, they're nine centered beings. So they're fundamentally receptive, but you know that that strategic architecture is very intense and very you know, it's 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 more difficult to to deal with as a strategic being than any of the other strategic variables, really, because it's so extreme. Um, and so the the discipline and the all in that has to be there is 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 there it's not uh you know it's uh, nobody can 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 dabble at the end of the day nobody can you know nobody can um but watching that watching you know uh you know the the nine you know the nine centered homo sapien in transit is that is does not have that predisposition to surrender you know the amount of discipline that they need you know because they still have a way of aligning with the with the strategic world, and and there's a lot of mind stuff. There's a lot of mental. You know, we're still a lot of you know, our personality crystals. We're still carrying a lot of a lot of seven centered conditioning, a lot of that genetic material, um, and so the the discipline has to be there for everybody. But for the projector, it's just a non negotiable. Either you can be a generator, try to be a manifester, or you can be a projector, but you can't go in between you can't i would even i would even go to say that if you want to if you're a projector you want to be a projector you have to, you, you go into your process you don't experiment you go into your process there's not you, you can't experiment as a because either you're a projector or you're not so if you're dabbling you're still a generator you know i mean i can't speak for the other types but you either enter into your process as a projector or you don't and you know i think that we use the term experiment because that was Ra's five one seduction. Oh, just enter into the experiment. You know, it's just an experiment. 
Yeah, that's 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 raw seduction. That it's just an experiment because when you actually you're actually in this, if you are somebody along the fractal line that is going to differentiate, only four percent of the four percent are going to, you know, that, that are going to actually transform. And if you are one of those beings, you're not going to be experimenting for long. You're not going, you know. And so it's, it's, it's good. It's good. Uh, good fifth line seduction on bringing people in to experiment. But the fact of the matter is it's a process. Yeah. And it's really ridiculous to me that people find this offensive because from, from your perspective, like, you know, it's so obvious. And from my understanding, from, from my channel of acceptance, like I have just come, the more that I'm in it, the more that I see, the more that I come to accept, like, it's just logical. Like you cannot dabble. Like there is no way for you to be a passenger in this life. If you are dabbling, like, sure. You know, like I know that some people that are not here to fully differentiate are, you know, just going to get some little benefit, like less resistance from following their design. And that's fine. Like, I'm not against that. Good for you. But if you're, you know, on the ride with me, then, you know, that's not what my ride is about. Like, I'm going to differentiate. I know that I I want to, I want to be a passenger, you know, and I want to have people around me that are surrendered fully. And that's kind of the movie that I want to watch and I know that somewhere deep within myself that that's that's very much within my reach and you know like the deeper I go into my studies the more comfortable I become with myself and my process and yeah I can say too that like I make very few decisions with my mind now it's there it's loud it's always talking but I can be like oh I'm distracted and I can always catch myself at distraction like before I even get to transference like I'm always catching myself like I'm getting distracted so you know I noticed that and even just noticing that is helped me move so much faster right. in my process and yeah. you know like you said like once you once the seduction is there and you're in it like once you taste it and especially for projectors like once you see the Maya, once you see through people, there's no going back. You know how many times in my in my process I've been like, fuck this. Like, I, you know, like just want to get rid of this. I don't want to see this no more. I want to get out. Of and I just can't stop because you can't. Like once you see things, you can't unsee them, you know? I mean, I mean, you, you, saw, you saw, gosh, how many, there was like 11 other projectors. Um, when you when you were in projector immersion, you saw. I mean, you saw their faces when they got cracked on the rec on recognition, the invitation, how that works, and it's like, and the, just their faces, where it's like it's it's almost like that. There's a little bit of, <laughs> oh fuck, this is it. You know, when they realize how many people that actually don't care about them, how many people are using them, how much, you know, the stuff that they see is actually there. You know, and and, it, and it's it's like whoa. And you can't take that back. And once you, you know, once you get to a certain level, you know, where where you can watch your color configuration, you know, you can watch your distraction. And that's where if you can catch your distraction, you can prevent transference most of the time. If you can catch your distraction. Um, you know, that's and, and that's that's a crucial thing for every projector to know. That if you if you can do that, then you can continue to keep seeing and you can continue to stay at the right frequency and you can continue to receive those invitations because the invitations 
is not really going to come when you're in transference, not really going to come when you're distracted. And you can't guide or provide outer authority when you're in those states either. Um, you know, it's, and it's, it's just, it's, it's fascinating how much more a projector needs to know than everybody else. We, 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 it doesn't matter what field uh, we, we, you know, we work in or guide, guide in on the material plane. You have to know human design to be a projector. That's just the fact of the matter. You do, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's part of being a projector, no matter what you do. And then there's very few of us, very few projectors that we have, that have the, the curse of the geometry to, to work in design. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, there's very few of us. There's, it's not, not, it's not for, for everybody, but for those of us that, that do, we're, we're going to be, we're going to be in it indefinitely. I, I think, um, I think that that would be accurate for, for any projector that's, that is actually in, you know, in design, working in design. The rest of us, you know, just need to know the knowledge for navigating the Maya correctly, for seeing correctly, for guiding correctly, for, you know, engaging with the world in a way that's correct for us and being in our own authority. You know, we've got, you know, we have all the conditioning that's coming in from the neutrino steam, conditioning that's coming in from the people that we're around. That can take you out of your authority very, very quickly. You know, you have to know how to deal with that. You have to know how to deal with getting sucked into a penta, getting stuck in a wall. You have to know how to deal with these things. And until as a projector, you know how to deal with those things. It, it's, it's difficult. And it's not to say that a projector can't guide until they know how to do, deal with those things. That's not, that's not the case. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, what I'm saying is the, the amount of awareness that you, that you have when you know how to deal with those things that's usually when a projector is like, oh, fuck, I'm a projector, right? It's, it's, it's like, oh, I, oh, oh, I, I am that now, you know, and instead of it being, you know, so much, because there's so much of a mental trip of aspiring to be something or, to, you know, some personal development. No, we're, we're going back to factory settings. You know, that's, that's what we're doing. We're going back to factory settings of how we're designed to operate, you know, and, that, and I think that you know, we can go back and forth in, in those thought processes of I'm developing myself and, you know, also the factory settings. I think that goes back and forth throughout, you know, very much our awareness. But once you get to that point, once you get to the point where, where you are aware of things that you were not aware of before, outside of just what you see, or what you feel, you know, oracle what's there, um, it becomes, I think it can become very apparent that Okay, this is factory settings. This is this is what I am. Yeah, yeah. And once you taste that, there's really no going back. I mean, <laughs> there's there really isn't because I mean what design has brought into my life in just two years, a little over two years, is just incredible. Like I sleep like myself, I wake up, I wake up with like the conditioning but still like myself you know like I know I know very clearly like what's me how I should operate like what feels good what doesn't feel good when should I engage timing like you know because that's what human design is all about like really it's about being at the right place at the right time that's what strategy and authority does you know that's that's what that's what it gets you it brings you up to a place of no resistance where you know, you're just kind of moving through the Maya in, a, and again, like, like Ra says, like projectors are here to slide. And I have personally, 
ex I am experiencing more and more of what what he really meant by that because when you are yourself you've been sliding, you've yeah. been sliding. Okay, yeah. you've been sliding. I can tell yeah and it's just it's it's easy you know and again it's fun like being a projector is fun I I mean you know like when you're not a projector it sucks, <laughs> it sucks so much yeah. But when yeah. you're a projector, it's fun. You know, you on the daily get to see so much more than everyone around you. That by itself, even if nobody asks you, that by itself is incredible what you can see. And then, you know, because you see, people will ask you. They ask you. And the less you tell them, the more they will ask you, you know. And as a 2-4, I think that's something that I'm coming to realize now. It's like, I don't have to be available for you. I'm, I'm just... You know, I'm reaching that place of like, you don't like me, fuck off, you know. And if you want me, then you gotta call, you gotta really call me out. I'm not just gonna come out, you know, just like that. Or my, I enjoy my life. Like I am a two four. My life is fun. From morning to evening, I do something that I I enjoy doing. It as I'm just living my best life. So if you want me to come out of my hermit top then it better be a good invitation and there better be good recognition and if that's not happening like that's fine you know I'm I'm good <laughs> yeah. Yeah. very much a two four <laughs> that's what it that's what it is though you know living living in your profile is that's it's part of being on your cross that's part of, of everything that's part of you know differentiation you know like like you you said about you know just strategy and authority uh it, it's you know it's fantastic if that's all that somebody lives out you know it's going to change their life it's going to change their awareness they're going to have less resistance their life is going to be better just operating through strategy and authority it is uh, but, but full full differentiation and, and and fully transforming that's the only other approach and then that and that approach is 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 deeply deeply rewarding and i i don't yeah, that, that you can't put a price on. I mean, how are you going to put a price on awareness? How are you going to put a price on 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 being more aware than than almost all? You know, all the you know, there's a very very select few, right? You know, if you're four percent four percent of the population, how are you going to put a price on on being that, you know, being more aware, and and being aware of what's going on, being able to see what nobody else can see, being able to feel what other people don't feel not being homogenized and you know in a in, in conditioning fields to the point where you don't you don't even know why you're doing what you're doing and you don't even see or realize that you're doing something that isn't your your choice whatsoever um you know it's a it's a it's a it's a beautiful thing to be in a place where you know i travel twice a month uh i travel twice a month uh, you know via via plane and to be able to be in crowds you know walking through very aura dense environments that as a pure individual i'm not i don't necessarily like you know walking into into those type of environments but being able to sense and feel that this person that i'm next to has a frustrated sacral and that's charging me up and making me not feel good and so i just stop and i fall back you know or being aware that oh well this person's got a good sacral this is nice that we're both on the escalator together Right, being able to be aware of those things is it makes all of makes all of the difference. 
um, you know, being able to be aware of not you know, what we see, what we, you know, sense and take in uh, orically and then you know, the, the vehicle itself, right? Being at the right frequency, the health that that brings to the vehicle, um, you know, being in our color configurations, the health, literal you know, physical health that that gives us when our personality crystal is, is at the right frequency. There's just so much about it that, you know, I, I can't even, you can't quantify the value of it. You know, this, this, this truly is, is, it is transformational. It is truly transformational. Yeah, on a really deep level. And, you know, like I really do understand the word privilege now, you know, cause I, I feel it. Mm -hmm. I really mm -hmm. feel it because if, if I get to live this kind of a life for however long I'm here, like, heck yes, I lucked out. And I feel that on an everyday and just imagine that, like, you know, <laughs> I could not have said this about myself or my life a few years ago, but I can now. And it, it's such a huge transformation, such a massive change. And for me, it has just been, is been an absolute pleasure. And yeah, granted the beginning was lonely, <laughs> confusing yeah. you know I'm a mental projector I have a lot of openness like my not self mind is scary yeah. <laughs> it is scary but you know like once you start really identifying it and noticing it it's just so obvious now like it's just so obvious and you know you, you don't you don't get to do shit like you can be loud and you can say whatever you yeah, want. I know and it's always on but like you you just you just don't get to decide shit and now that I really feel like empowered in my voice too it's like the answers are just right there you know like I just I just know it's right there for me and um, that has accelerated things significantly but what I wanted to ask you a little bit more about is 2027 is pretty close um, I feel like my guilt motivation is really turned on suddenly and I'm just feeling like, yo, we need to fix our shit if we're, if, if we're really going to be able to, to see clearly post 2027. And, you know, if you're, if you found design right now, you're in design right now, like you need to be on it. You need to be radical with your experiment so that you're actually in your authority so that you can actually be the eye of the storm that is coming. And I can, as a right being like, and I'm on the cross of penetration, right? So, and I have the 55.6, I can feel under my skin, what's coming like there are days where under my skin there's like and I have to like externalize externalize about it with my friends and be like yo something is going on and it is coming and we are not as prepared or like you know I mean we're as prepared as one can be but my glass half empty mind is like yo we need to fix shit you know like something needs things need to change and things need to move and so I was wondering like what do you see? What do you sense? And what would you like to educate more on? That's a great question. I did. This is something I've talked about for quite some time periodically. And I, I just imagine how crazy people probably thought I was early last year when I talked <laughs> compared to now. Um, 
you know, it's, I, it's, you know, in my, in my emotional system, I'm a, I'm a 55, six, six color. Um, I can very much feel, I can very much feel that, that coming. Um, and because it is in my emotional system, I, I more or less, I know the frequency of it. You know, I have the 55th gate and the sixth color in my definition, you know, and also the, my North node is that imprint as well. And that is the actual trajectory that closes the door. So I am filtering from the actual star that closes the door. I am filtering the neutrino data from that star. Uh, and it gets, it gets spooky. Last time that I talked about 2027, I talked about it on my podcast and it was the day I recorded that the day before Russia invaded the Ukraine, that things were falling apart and things are falling apart. And it's not a, it's not a bad thing. It's not a, you know, since it's, it's really interesting that 2027, the, the cycle change, it can be seen through multiple lenses, but at, at the end of the day, the, for us, for homo sapien and transitus, we need to differentiate and we need to differentiate ideally before the cycle changes, you know, uh, which means that you know, in a couple of years, that's like the, 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 the last bit of, of coming into design, you know, probably um, that it's going to be able to take hold uh, most efficiently. It's, and, you know, a very large piece of it all for everybody is the material plane. The material plane is not going to function the way that it has functioned ever since we have been human. And I, whether we were seven centered or, or nine centered, it is going to function according to strategy and authority. We're a very privileged group. I mean, you, you, we, to, to have this knowledge, to be able to live this out, we are very privileged. And going into a cycle where the material plane functions according to strategy and authority, that tells you that those that are not in strategy and authority, the material plane, resources, the way that they, you know, their quality of life is not going to function well. Which means that not only does the you know does the, the dedication and discipline to living one's type need to happen for the sake of awareness, it also needs to happen for the sake of livelihood. You know, it's not a this is not, and it's coming. It's going to come, and and when it does, it's it's going to be selfishness. I mean, deep deep selfishness, and I don't I don't say that in a, in a bad sense, but because I carry that imprint, I mean, you carry that imprint as well because you carry the 55, six, you, you know, that, that selfish, there's, there is a selfishness that's there. And it's not that selfishness isn't willing to, to share necessarily, even mine, mine's in detriment. And, and it's, it's not that it's not going to, but it's, it's, it's very unlikely. And there's going to be a slim chance that somebody's going to share their resources with you after you know, the cycle changes, you know, people are on their own. There's not going to be, because, because we're getting hit with that. 
and also we're getting hit with with the background melancholic frequency which i carry the whole melancholic frequency but there's gonna be a background of that and then there's gonna be 30 you know 34 20 and also this generative you know busy move 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 you know the it's integration this you know this this integration energy that's going to be in everybody so you put integration move 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 busy 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 you know uh, i'm busy i need to do this i need to do this for me and you mix that with a material you know an, an obsession for materialism that everybody's going to have uh, that selfishness you, you, after 2027 people are not going to be handing out soup and soup lines probably you know the food bank people aren't going to be showing up to help people at the food bank you know you're not going to have uh you, the, the, these these same institutions and organizations that the cross of planning has built uh, it is, you know, it's, and it's interesting because human design has always been about, you know, individuation, differentiation, you know, it's about individual autonomy, individual rights, no matter what your, your circuitry is or your design is. And that's what it's preparing everybody for. You know, for me, I'm a dream individual. It's, it's my, it's, it's, I'm moving into what I'm probably, I'm probably going to be most comfortable in, frankly. I mean, it, it's um, probably going to be deeply comfortable in it, uh, but it's still going to hit me. That's the thing. Even me filtering the the star that closes the door, you know. Even me filtering the star that closes the door. Even me having fifty five six in, in in life force. I grew up in the cross of planning. I was born into the frequency of the cross of planning. And when that door, when I feel that door shut, it's going to rock me. And if it's going to rock me. I know it's going to rock everybody else hard. And the, the only way, the only counterpoint to that is differentiating so that when that door, you do feel that door shut, you can be in your authority and you can be ready to, to, you know, to carry out life. And we're those of us that were born before 2027, we're all still going to carry the cross planning frequency. So there is going to be that that's there. You know, there's still going to be a, you know, an inherent, you know, frequency that's conditioned us to go to help each other and, and on, so on and so forth. But every child that's born after February, 2027, that's not going to be in them. Nothing but individuality is going to be in them, no matter what their imprinting is. And, and that's going to be, that's going to be interesting and difficult for a lot of people. I mean, you think about it, there's a kid that's born in the world that just isn't concerned with something that happens to somebody else, you know, that's just natural for them. You know, um, because we're looking at six color, we're looking at innocence and innocence isn't about being innocent. If anything, innocence is the, the least innocent motivation. You know, innocence is something happens right next to you that you could stop and you just don't because yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, it, it doesn't have anything to do with you. So we're also going into a time, you know, where the background frequency is six color and it's anything but innocent. <laughs> right. So it's, um, and then we have our species giving birth to a new, you know, new species, just like the seven center being gave birth to us. And I also have a, that, that was, uh, that was part of my call too, was knowing that that was going to, to come to fruition. And when it does, that there are things that are, they're going to need to happen. And we all talked about how there's going to be, need to be altruism for it to come to, to fruition. Um, 
and I've openly said that I, I think that I'm probably going to participate in that in some way, shape, or form because they're 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 going to be rather helpless beings um, without it, and our species is going to react probably in a very adverse way, uh, in the sense that we will be in in a very selfish cycle of individuality, and there's going to be something that once together, once three raves are together in a penta uh, is more strategic and powerful than anything that we can comprehend. Ross said that it terrified him. And when anything threatens humans, the way that we react is, is, is very primitive, right? Uh, the killer monkey is going to come out of a lot of the population and ultimately for, you know, for as long as, as, as we exist, we're going to have to coexist with these beings that, that our species gives, gives birth to. Uh, and you know, so there's, there's work that's going to be, need to be done. Um, and the more people that are, that, that it is their geometry because this, there's no choice in this. I'm very aware because why, why would I, you know, <laughs> the, the, me seeing the probability of what I'm going to have to deal with in, in, in securing and, and protecting these children that are not uh, the same species. Um, uh, it's, it's, it, it's not pretty. It's, it doesn't look uh, very exciting or very, well, it may be exciting, but not necessarily fun and quite dangerous. Uh, so I, yeah, it's, it's going to take, it's, it's going to take more. It's going to take more, um, more of us that, that have that geometry and that's already that's already set up that's already determined so it's not something that i'm that i'm concerned about uh, but it is something that i'm aware of and that i'm aware of my that uh, that i have to have a role in in the education of that and um, whatever role uh, it, that i am here to to play out in any sort of organization of it or implementation so there's there's a lot there's a lot that's coming, a lot that people are going to have to learn to navigate. And you know, to, to learn to navigate it, you can look at a pure individual, like wow, watch how we operate, watch how we live our lives. Uh, because it's the we're we're outcasts for a reason. We operate very much alone for a reason. Um and in this in this time, it's to set an example. You know, set an example that you can do you know i mean of course we always need each other and that's why those of us that are in design that are that are you know that are are in the process of differentiating and, and transforming through the fractal line are going to you know thrive through net through you know being in a network you know, through networking um you know with our fractal and but you know even with that if if, if somebody's used to having support or sharing in their life and that is what they've relied on they're going to have a really hard time you know outside of a core family penta you know outside of a core people you know core five people if you rely on anybody else anywhere that's going away that's going to go away i mean it's 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 safe for me to say you know through probability that is going away so you might have four people that you're going to be able to to rely on and even then it might be begrudgingly um, so the, the, the self, you know, 
there, there's there's a, an amount of resolve that has to be there that has to be developed you know, through the discipline of, of strategy and authority for somebody to go into the next cycle and not feel deeply uncomfortable and not have you know a, a considerable amount of time adjusting in order to thrive on the material plane um, the material plane is one of the my largest concerns for people because it's just like, hey, you're, you're, you know, you're not aware now. You're not in strategy and authority. You're not aware now. And, and me feeling what's coming and me knowing, you know, now living, you know, living life as myself and being, you know, I had to decondition more than just, you know, learning to be a projector. I had to also learn to be a parent individual. I had to learn to live that out. That's his own deconditioning process. And it's very difficult. And, and as I've, as I've lived that out, it becomes that 55.6 six color becomes more and more apparent and how selfish that is. And I mean, and how selfish that is. I mean, I'm talking to the point where I look at uh, who I used to be, how I used to operate. And I would have, if you told me that I was going to be the way that I am now, I would have said, you're full of shit. That's not who I am. And it just becomes, you know, it's uh, more and more apparent. It's my North node, my North design node. It just becomes more apparent, more apparent. This, this is a selfish frequency and it's not a selfish frequency out of maliciousness, but I can see it just in, just in myself where I'm like, yeah, I don't want to give that, you know, like, I, like, this is like, I, yeah, no, I don't, I don't want to give that. I don't want to spend that on that person. No, yeah, no, I don't know. Nope. Yeah. Just presence for these people. You know, and, and I, there's nothing to explain about it because it's, it's innocence. You know, that line has innocence. Uh, and the selfishness that is there, oh, I don't think we have words to explain to people. Yeah, I mean, I, the way that it, it feels in my system is like, I don't respect this person. So, no, you know, that's how yeah. it feels for me. It's like, if I respect your spirit, if your spirit is aligned with mine and there is some communion that can happen here, I I can be quite giving, you know, quite, I can share, I can share a lot. But if I don't respect you, no. And it's yeah. just, and it's the same thing. And it's, it's strong. It's really strong within me. And I can, I can see it more and more too. The more that I'm myself, the more I'm like, no. Not, not, no, if it's a no, it's a no. And, you know, like the mind can do what the mind does, but it's a no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, I think we can keep talking for a long time, but I think this is a good, good, good time to stop. How do you feel? Do you feel good about it? Yeah. Yeah. Right now it's, it's good. Whenever, whenever enough is enough. Yeah, it's like 3 a.m. for me. And I would like to just kind of have some chill time before I actually sleep so I can wake up good tomorrow. Um, but I really, really, really enjoyed it. And uh, I'm going to have you on again if you'd like to come at some point, <laughs> for sure. I would, I would. I want, I want you to come on mine, come on my podcast. I would love to. And we can... I mean, if you, if you, the, the heretical subjects, you want to come on my podcast, we'll talk about the heretical subjects. So, 
we thought that you know we potentially could have talked about today if you want to yeah. i would love to have you on uh, you're brilliant it's always you know how i am with mental projectors how much i have the respect for what you do and what your role is um yeah i would really like to have you on and if it feels correct for you, you just run it through your authority of course you know, if it feels correct for you there's you're going to get a $200 on RAM for your time and your energy. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll just, we'll talk about whatever comes up, but I would really like to talk to you about, uh, you know, heretical themes and what it is to be, a, uh, you know, a second line with that harmony and what it is to uh, experience it as somebody who is not Western, as somebody who is not white, you know, because neither of us are Western. I mean, I'm half Western, but you know, neither of us are white. I'm not. Uh, exactly. It's just like, it is, it's, it's very different. So, yeah, but um, yeah, run that through authority. It's there for you whenever. For sure. I loved it so much, and I will see you around. For sure. You know, I'm always looking at your stuff, always waiting patiently for the emotional projector to, to give us some heresy, to give us some tea, you know, to empower me a little. Um, so well, yeah. There's going to be a lot of it for a while because I'm the, the dragon is awake and I'm going to war. So you're going to see a, quite a bit of it now. <laughs> quite a bit of it now. Awesome. Well, Thank you. Thank you so much, Brayton. Get some rest. Have a good rest of your night. Talk to you soon. Bye.